Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Today, we're going to talk, if we had to only keep one guy, who would we keep around? Vlad Guerrero Jr. or Bo Bichette? Then we're going to get into some talking about some free agents. Uh, you know, we're still on looking to see who the Jays might bring in. Then we'll go into one of our another episode of our player profiles. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. First of all, I want to say, address the large elephant in the room. I have no voice. Um, yeah, what happened uh, this weekend? A little bit of sports betting got a little wild. Like, yeah, this on TV a little bit. Well, much. I was betting on FanDuel, and uh, I put in a bunch of bets. You know, was was trying to get win some money, won some money. Oh, must have been down to the wire though, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I really did not want to see Green Bay move on. So I was, you know, well, at least you got your wish, right? <sighs> Whatever. It, you know what? It's fine. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be trying to let Carter do most of the talking this episode because. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a rough, like three days. I, I was sick. Um, thought I was fine. Woke up sore throat and, and it just like two days of no boy. So not great. Um, Hey, at least you won your money though. That's right. Yeah. I, I did win some money. So you take what you can get. Um, I, I do want to get started here talking a little bit about, um, we, we sort of have this discussion once in a while where it's like, if you had to keep one blue Jay, Vlad Guerrero Jr. or Bo Bichette. And I think right now is the perfect time to have this conversation um, because the team sort of is – nobody's really 100% sure of where we're going to go this season, right? And uh, with trade talks, with everything like that, I don't, even though I don't think either one of these guys are getting traded, it, it's fun to look at. I think it's interesting to compare the stats going into this season. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to give you their last year's stats. You tell me what you think. Then uh, I'll give you their their career stats, and you can right. tell me sort of sort of what you, where your thought process is. So last year, Vlad had 602 at bats, 159 hits, 26 home runs, 94 RBIs, 100 strikeouts, and a batting average of 264. Okay. Bo Bichette, 571 at bats, 175 hits, 20 home runs, 73 RBIs, 115 strikeouts, and a 306 batting average. So I'm I'm gonna put it to you. Um they're weird numbers because they it one guy's beating this guy here, one guy's beating this guy here. What is the most important value in uh that you put into evaluating these two players? Yeah, so obviously these stats for Bo are a little bit skewed because he was out uh, a little bit in the middle of the season there. Um as for the last year, it doesn't take an analyst to realize that Bo had a way better year than Vladdy last year. Vladdy had a very down year, just average was down. So he wasn't hitting for power. Just the home runs were down. Everything everything for Vladdy was fortunately down other than the hard hit percentage. He was still hitting the ball hard. He was just hammering the ball into the ground the entire year. He was loving that. Uh, whenever he had a runner scoring position, he was loving that rollover to shortstop and the, the free double play there for pretty much anyone in the league to make. Uh, yeah, if you go to buy last year, you're taking Boba Shed pretty much every single time. And I think really it's uh, the average is what you need. And uh when you look at Bo Bichette necessarily, like these are two different players, right? Like when you look at Bo Bichette, he's a contact hitter. This guy is swinging the bat at everything. 
He's making contact on pitches that he probably shouldn't be. Yeah. He's just fun to watch. You, you put guys on the team say all the time, Bo is one of the best hitters they've ever seen in their lives. Whereas Vladdy, you would think with Vladdy, his number one trait is power. And like this guy is supposed to be hitting the long ball. And when he does hit home runs, this guy launches the baseball. So if you're going in terms of this last season, I think that's sort of an unfair debate as Vladdy did have a down year. Yeah. I think when you really have to look at it, the cool thing about these guys is that they both have very similar service times in the MLB. Both going in their sixth year coming up here. Um, as you said, those career numbers, fairly similar for a lot of them here. I mean, uh, Vladdy has obviously has the upper hand in home runs, uh, RBIs, and then Bo's going to take him an average. Uh, it, if, it's a tough question because I think with Vladdy, I'm hoping that we're going to see more. Yeah. And with Bo, I think Bo has kind of, especially with how he's picked it up defensively, I think. Not saying Bo can't get better. I think he can still hit for more power. But I think if you're talking from a floor and ceiling perspective, I think Vladdy's probably the riskier player. Whereas yeah. you, you saw it in uh, 2021 with those 40, 48 home runs tied for the league lead. Where Bo Bichette is, he's going to be more consistent. He's going to give you a safer floor. You know what you're going to get it from him like in and out of every day. But if we're talking right now, if who I had to take, if say the Jays could only sign one, I, I do want them to keep both around if they can. The problem with the Blue Jays is they don't love paying out big contracts, which uh, George Springer a few years ago, like when they were paying him that $25 million a year, like that was huge for Rodgers. Like nothing yeah. was even like close to that before that uh, contract. So if I had to pick one player. I think you have to go with Bo Bichette just because he's playing the more premium posi- premier position at shortstop. It proved greatly defensively last year. Yeah. And Vladdy, unfortunately, with those numbers he had, it's very replaceable. Like his war was, I think, around a one, which for a guy like him is that you can't have that at your first base position. You can go out and get a guy for even a free agency right now with Reese Hoskins and probably put up similar, maybe even better numbers, especially in terms of war. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sort of the same the same way. I, I think Bo is the obvious answer here, um, and and I'm going to stick with it because the numbers speak for themselves. I've said this in many other episodes where I would rather have guys that are going to go out and give me the same thing every day. And maybe, yeah, maybe they're not going to be that explosive player, even though I think who is anyway, but I, I'm taking the average over anything else, right? It just by a st- strictly numbers perspective, even though I'm not a huge numbers guy, I'm a big eye test guy, but the eye test gives you the same thing. I, I can't watch uh, Vlad ground into double plays. I just can't, I can't do it. It kills my, it kills me every day. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Bo. I think um yeah, I, I don't even think it's a debate, to be honest with you. I know we we have this because you know the name recognition from both of them is so high, right? But uh but Bo is I think obviously the best player out of the two of them. And and debatably the best player on the Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean when you think of best player on the Blue Jays, you're probably thinking Vladdy, you're probably thinking Bo Bichette, Kevin Gosman. Other than that, those are those are the three that I would have. Maybe you throw George Springer in, but again, a little bit of a down year last year. Yeah, is getting towards the end of his career, and I think a huge difference last year. I think this is uh, kind of gets swept under the rug because of Vladdy's offensive numbers. Vladdy looked horrible last year at first base. The year before, Gold Glove had a great year, and that was one thing that we were looking forward to on this team was oh Vladdy like, and maybe he's not producing. At least you'll have like the sure glove. He's going to be making scoops and everything. He had a lot of errors. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Have, uh, especially in the middle of the season. Yeah, and it, and it is weird because he comes off having, like I remember um, going into two seasons ago, I said, oh God, Vlad, first base, like he doesn't look comfortable. And then he goes and gets gold glove. And I think, 
last year. Okay, Vlad's going to be good defensively, and then he's not. So it's baseball is one of those things that are very, very hard to predict. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to give Vlad some props here. So it looks like um, over the winter, I'm sorry about my voice again, um, that Vlad changed his batting stance. So I'm hoping that that's going to take away from those hard hit ground balls. Um, but we're, it's going to have to be wait to wait and see sort of, because I, that's why I'm really, really looking forward to spring training is to see just the little minute changes guys, because it's going to be hard to see because it's not a huge, huge sample size, but those little changes of, of where you're hitting baseballs, um, how hard you're hitting the baseball, um, what's, what's the, like the launch angle, right. Coming off the bat, certain little things like that, that I'm going to be really, really keyed into. Absolutely. I think one thing I'm just going to read of Vladdy's career stats again, because I think, like you said about this, you referenced it earlier, this big name thing about his dad was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Obviously one of the best hitters uh, in his era. But yeah, I'm going to read all these stats off again because they are not bad at all here. His career stats are he slashes 279, 404 RBIs, 130 home runs, 706 hits, and he's playing pretty much every game every year. Yeah. So if. If you look at this player, say this was Dalton Varsho, for example, you would be like, oh, my God, what a trade. This guy is one yeah. of the best players ever, right? Yeah. So in that sense, I think we do have to give Vladdy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we're we're a little bit... Um, um, we're spoiled, I think. Yeah, we're harder on him because we've had him for so long We and, and we know what he can be, right? And that's the biggest thing. We, we know what a lot of these players can be, and that's why it hurts us a little bit when they're not that. Um, but I... I what's good is is every year that something goes wrong for Vlad, he doesn't have those career years or anything like that or close. He does work on himself, right? He lost a, a bunch of weight, right? That one, the the one season. Now he's fixing his batting stance. So the guy is working, right? Um, so as, as much as we talk about, we talk about this a lot, the attitude, the blah, 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 everything else. He obviously cares enough to make these changes, right? Where I, I think, you know what? Um, there's, there's not a lot of guys that would go out and, and do this if they didn't really care. Right. And, and same thing, sort of, uh, looking at Alec Manel, right. Lost a bunch of weight. Hopefully he can come back and, and, uh, and get back to his regular self. Um, so a lot of these guys, I think we just have a little bit of a, that uh, we're too hard on. Um, I think, I think just look for a big comeback here from a lot of these players because I think there was enough changes made. Yeah, I think you're right. You always see Bobochet and Vladdy, both of them always working hard. Bobochet out there feeling every day. Vladdy doing the same thing. He swing tweaks. It looks like that he's getting his hands through a little bit quicker and maybe be a little yeah. bit quicker through the zone to the ball. Yeah. So that is something to be excited about for, for Blue Jays fans here. If we can get some bounce back years, like we've been saying on this podcast, from Kirk, Varsho, all these guys, that can be good. This team could be uh, destined for a lot of success this upcoming year. 100%. And I think that's the key, right? Is, is, if all those pieces come together at the same time, but we haven't had that yet where, where everybody is at their best at the same time. So I think if we get that and we get out of the streaky play and we get into more, okay, we don't have to be unbelievable all the time. We just have to be average all the time, right? That's the thing. Baseball, it's, it's so different day to day. It's such a consistency thing. Maybe we're thinking that if Ross can bring in a veteran, maybe in the off season coming up, uh, in, be the difference on this team. Maybe yeah. we'll find something out and strike gold. Yeah, coming up, uh, I think we're going to go into some Joey Votto talks, uh, the Canadian. Maybe he'll come back to Toronto. And then JT Martinez. 
Yeah, I don't know about yourself, Brayden, but uh, when I got my license, I used to have this uh, Pontiac Montana, just this beat up van. That uh, I was the first one to get my license, so all the all the boys always like, yeah, let's go on Carter's van, packing in there. And I'm always just driving around town, blasting tunes. That's always something that like we have to get rid of it because I was just the parts were breaking down, it was rusting. Would have been nice to hold on for a little bit longer. If I would have found a uh, eBay Motors at that time, like maybe I could have held on that van for a little bit longer. But passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. EB guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. So uh, segment sort of two here, and and we talked a lot about free agency, um, who we think the Blue Jays should get. Again, I want to apologize for my voice. I'm going to let Carter sort of take this away. I'll I'll sort of interject when I can. there's been a lot of free agent talks and, and and there's a couple names that keep popping up. Um, you know, if, if it's our comments, if it's um, stuff we're seeing online, um, I, I want you to talk a little bit about Joey Votto just because, you know, he's, he's a guy that's been around a long time, has a lot on his name. So do you think that he's a, would be a good fit here? Yeah. Another uh, big name player kind of just fit in the blue Jays mold here. And with the Joey Votto move, I'm not saying that, this is going to be your huge like make or break move. Like, oh, this is changing the offseason whatsoever. I think if you're going to assume that Joey Votto is coming uh, back to Canada because he's from Toronto. So I think there is some mutual interest there. I actually have an article. I think Ben Nicholson-Smith came out in December. He said that there was the first one to link uh, interest from Joey Votto. So Joey Votto last year, I'll get into some stats here real quick. Uh, not great, obviously. The guy's 40 years old. So, I mean, I don't know uh, how much you're expected from him at this stage of his career. But uh, slash 202, 14 home runs, 38 RBIs, obviously not going to play a lot. And with this with this role here, I think if you can bring Votto on with like a veteran minimum or maybe even like pay him one to two million dollars a year, get this guy just for the locker room. You got to use pick his brain a little bit, just the mental, because we were saying how baseball is such a streaky game. Yeah. If Joey's able to kind of just talk to these guys, these younger guys like Barsho, Kirk, Vladdy, Bo. Whenever they're struggling, I think uh, he'd be a great locker room presence for them to have. And I, I was going to ask you, um, with this move, this is more maybe not about Joey Votto himself. It's it's more about um, what he can do for the other guys, right? And they tried that with Brandon Bell. I don't think he's the right guy. Joey Votto has a lot more um, on his name, a, a lot more success behind him. So I think that, yeah, you're right. This could 100% be one of those guys that you bring in, veteran minimum that could come in and uh, and maybe change, like we talked about last episode, the attitudes on this team. And, and if you guys want to go back and listen to that, um, we, we sort of went pretty hard on the attitude of this team. And I, I think this this is one of those moves that could start that shift, right, into a more playoff mindset, a more winning mindset, a more competitive mindset. Um, but but there was a couple other guys, more more so than Joey Votto, maybe that, that 
do have, a, you know, that, that maybe would be a better fit? Do you, um, you said you had some of those as well? Yeah, as for a player to just actually, like, fit in for this team and maybe hit some home runs and hit with uh, runners in scoring position, one guy that I think would be a perfect fit for this team would be J.D. Martinez. Guy coming off a great year last year again, 36 years old. Problem is, this guy, again, uh, is only going to fit in your DH spot. So if you are a Kirk or a Jano guy, you might not like this one as much. But uh, for this is what I have here for uh, J.D. Martinez. Uh, sorry, I just got to find my notes here. There we are. Okay, 33 home runs, 271 uh, batting average, and then 103 RBIs, obviously. Uh, easily the best uh, stats uh, uh, on that Blue Jays team last year. Yeah. With not even close uh, for home run wise, Vladdy would have been the next one at 26. Then we had a few at 20. But uh, just the same thing. He brings uh, this veteran experience. I think the difference between last year and this year with like these two veteran guys, we were to pick up Votto and Martinez, is that when you get Kevin Kiermeyer and Brandon Belt, see these clips, they're just happy go lucky guys. Like, they're not mo- the most serious. Yeah. Brandon Belt's always just having fun in the uh, locker room. Locker room. Some of his interviews, hilarious. Great like team morale guys. Yeah. But if you want to like, like nose to the grind, like keep everyone yeah. accountable and everything, right? Yeah. Joey Votto is going to be that kind of guy who's going to keep you honest. And JD Martinez has done it before, right? He's won. You need a guy that's done yeah. it before to just even when you get to the playoffs, you get in these big spots. They'll have some little tips and tricks for just to calm players down. Maybe he'll see some approach wise. Hundred percent. Yes. These guys are actually huge in playoff runs. You see the Jays like in the last few years, not a lot of experience, no wins. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to shout out um, it, uh, at Laura Lees um, left us a comment. Uh, I believe it was on our Matt Chapman video. Um, Laura says, JD Martinez is the guy. Yes, he's only a DH, but I can see a trade package coming for a third base, especially after signing Ariel Rodriguez today, Kikuchi, Espinal, and possibly Manoa involved in the trade package. Now, if we do sign JD Martinez, do you think there would be a move now that Yariel Rodriguez has signed? Uh, I think it does open up more possibilities. I think uh, a JD Martinez guy, if you can pick up a guy like that, I don't think you're as worried about like the hitting side of things. Yeah, for for me, as third baseman, I I was sort of thinking, if if we sign JD Martinez, that that gives us our bat, right? And do I really think that we're gonna go out and make a trade specifically for a third baseman? I think not so much. I think it sounds like Ross Atkins is. Maybe not thrilled, but happy with the options that we have right now. Um, am I thrilled about it? No, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a trade option for a third baseman right now. There, there could be for other positions, and I think yes, it, it gives us a lot more options if you sign a guy like JD Martinez, and then with uh, Yariel Rodriguez coming in as well, we it gives us our team a whole bunch of options. And I do think what's interesting is the whole Kikuchi thing because he came off a huge season um, and, and he could be a huge, huge trade bait if need be. There's a bunch of players on this team that I've heard uh, kind of circulating in rumors. There's like some David Schneider stuff, believe it or not, some Kikuchi, uh, Alec Manoa, obviously. Uh, they, there's obviously their own cases for uh, yeah. what these players bring to the team and how they could be influenced in trade packages and all this stuff. You see Kikuchi – Obviously, a very team-friendly deal. Which, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, it sounds like we're still wanting to make a push. So I don't. It doesn't really make sense for us to part with that contract. I, I 100% agree. I love Kikuchi. Me and you have been Kikuchi fans for the past two seasons, like hardcore. Even when he was having his down year, we were sort of all over him. Um, 
And we called a bounce back as well. I want to say we said Kikuchi for Cy Young, I think. <laughs> yeah, you have to get behind your guys. That's, That's the right. thing at the end of the day. Like, we're hard on Vladdy. We're hard on all these guys. But if they're not good, like, they're obviously not happy about it either. If yeah. They're struggling, right? And, 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 if, and if they're not good, we're not happy because we, again, like we keep bringing this back to, is we've seen what they can do, right? Absolutely. And so it's, it's all that, like, it's like the belief and then the belief getting stripped away. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be so so many options here, um, and I think we're going to go into some more trade talk next next episode and really like some break down what we honest to god think are possibilities because there's people talk and talk and talk, but there's never really any validity That's- behind it, and then they don't look into the contracts, the every you know there's so many little things, right? Um, but we do want to get sort of uh, into our player profiles right away, but I do want to say again. Um, sorry for the voice. I was watching too much uh, NFL playoffs. And actually, Locked On has launched their first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts, uh, like some of our NFL um, podcasts and shows. They, uh, they're they really good. I would suggest tuning into them. Uh, the national shows... Uh, Cover every league as well. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel. So we'll be we'll be uh, yeah talking, getting into these player profiles. We got actually two people today, Nate Pearson and Aurelius Martinez. We'll get right into that. All right, so we got two players coming up here on the player profile profiles. As said, hold on, what I'm going to open and then I'm going to do a close as well. Okay. Because we'll have to put it like in between the two. So you want to take this one then? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. No. Uh, so hold on. I'm just going to pause this quick. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, getting into our player profiles for today. And we have Aurelis Martinez and Nate Pearson. Again, I think we're going to start with uh, the hitting aspect of this. We're going to Aurelis Martinez. Uh, Number two Blue Jays prospect in the system, so a lot of uh, a lot of upside here. Only 21 years old. Another guy, biggest attribute is power, and I'll give it to you to just uh, read over the stats here real quick. Yeah. So again, um, the, these are his statistics from um, AAA and AA. Yeah. Um, so again, take them. You know, keep that in mind as we go over this because when I when I tell you 28 home runs, I don't want you thinking, "Oh my God, this guy beat flat for home runs," right? So just to, just something to keep in mind. So he had 448 at-bats, 109 hits, 28 home runs, 94 RBI, 129 strikeouts, which is a little bit concerning for me. Uh, 243, uh, it's a 243 batting average and an OPS of 836. Now, when I first get it, like, look at these stats, I, I like the hits. I like the, I, I don't mind the average. I'm a little bit concerned that it is in AAA and AA and he's hitting this. Um, the 129 strikeouts in double and triple A is a little bit concerning for me. Oh, for sure. And it has to be right. It's when you see the strikeout to walk ratio being that skewed, it's, uh, it's definitely a patience thing at the plate. I think he has the mindset of, I'm going to absolutely kill this ball. And obviously sometimes that's going to work out with 28 home runs, but then that also leads to a lot of strikeouts in uh, tough situations. But, uh, with this guy, uh, kind of played, he's listed as shortstop, Slash third base kind of split his time uh, fairly evenly with that. 
played uh, 43 games shortstop, 36 to third, and it was actually 26 at second as well. Yeah. So again, I, all these Jays players, I, they always fit the same mold where you can just literally throw them anywhere on the team. It feels like. Yeah, it's it's cool, right? Because it it is nice to have options. But in the same respect, maybe are we not giving some of these guys enough time at one position to really lock down their skills? Well, I think the problem is that we have a bunch of players that are like average to below average at all positions. Can we just get somebody average at one position (laughs) maybe first instead of making them play a million positions? But uh, with Aurelis Martinez and the problem that I have with like kind of the IKF signing here. Yeah. is that if you want to bring up Addison Barger or Aurelis Martinez, you have to give them their service time. You have to give them playing time in the MLB. Yeah. There's no point of bringing these players up to let them sit on the bench for six out of seven days and then get, oh, maybe a pinch hit in the seventh inning and then, oh, we strike out because we haven't had a live at-bat in a week. And then mm-hmm. the confidence starts going down. So a lot of these stories are the kind of the exact same. And they have to deal with this delicately because, you see, David Schneider obviously is a great start. And mismanaged, struggles, and it's just not sustainable for any player. So uh, with IKF at third, it's kind of what's really going to happen with this uh, third base position. I think it's going to be IKF, Espinal, Barger, and Martinez that all kind of just battle it out for uh, the starting role. I, I don't hate the fact, like we said, um, for, for the pitching aspect is, you know, make guys earn it, right? But then what what you're what you have to take into consideration is, you need you want your best hitter in the lineup, of course, but you can't also have somebody that's going to fumble the bag at, uh, at third base. So it's it's going to be very difficult, I think, just in this spring training time frame to really find out who is going to be. So I think we're going to go into this year probably pretty unsure of the future of this third base position, which is upsetting because you come off a couple seasons when you have Matt Chapman, just an absolute beauty defensively you know offensively there's been some issues but having that lockdown d or lockdown d at uh at uh, the third base position is so big because you know the, the blue jays have been lucky with having good third basemen for a long time now right and so now to come out and maybe struggle there is going to be quite concerning in the fact that those aren't plays that you can afford to give up. They call it the hot corner for a reason, right? Yeah. If you're going to be at third base, you're going to have to be ready to field hard hit balls and you're going to have to be ready to be on your toes. And like that, I think that is why they signed IKF is that they want him to kind of hold that third baseman position down. Uh, and then I think Espinal, like I said, I had Espinal start an open day over IKF. We'll see how that goes. I think it's really going to kind of come down to who hits better in spring training. You're not going to get a lot out of either of those guys with the bat. Yeah. I think that's why Aurelis Martinez is like such a highly touted prospect right now. Do you see on a Jays team that struggled to hit home runs last year, you see 28 home runs. Obviously, it is in AA, AAA, but he kind of gives you the same mold with a lower bit average as like, uh, obviously, this is a big bold comparison, but like these Max Muncy like type of players, right? That are bad average but they're gonna hit 30 to 40 home runs and they're gonna hit home runs in big spots so with that we'll see how it kind of transpires in spring training uh i'll quickly give you a prediction i think that he is gonna end up starting in triple a as well which i think is probably the best for his career anyway i agree i think if him and barger if you're not gonna commit to playing them full-time in the mlb at least giving them a chance then just keep them in the minor leagues focus on their development 
work on that confidence, maybe switch up an approach thing for Aldis Martinez. Yeah. Try to be more patient. Really just pick your like pick a zone, pick a pitch. If you want it inner half, outer half, up, down, whatever. Stick to that approach, be more patient. And if you can get that on base percentage up a little bit, I think maybe you can get lucky if with the Blue Jays. If we can get this guy in like July, August, and he's playing really well, hitting 300, whatever. I mean, one can dream. Uh, if we bring him up, it's almost like getting a trade in like uh, the middle of the year. So that would be uh, great for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I 100% agree. And then, of course, I do want to save some time and I want to get into Nate Pearson here. Um, but I'm on board with you on the Arrelvis Martinez stuff. I think you start him in AAA, see what he can do. Um, but getting into Nate Pearson, this is a little bit of a more interesting one because we've seen him, right? And I'm again, so sorry about the voice. It's all over the map right now. Um, he pitched 42 innings, a 4.85 ERA, 23 earned runs, seven home runs, 18 walks, and 43 strikeouts. What really impresses me about uh, Nate Pearson is the strikeout pitch, right? He's a high strikeout, sort of, sort of like, like I think we always say this is like the ceiling's high, but the floor is really low, right? Um, the the walks aren't horrible, the earned runs are horrendous. Um, so I, I don't know. Where do you see maybe him fitting in this season? Yeah, the thing with the Jays' bullpen is that this is one of the best bullpens in baseball. There's not a lot of root, wiggle room here for fringe players. And, like, you see a guy like Bowden Francis who has a sub-2 ERA, and he doesn't even necessarily have a spot on this team opening day. Yeah. So that's the kind of competition you're having to deal with in this Blue Jays' bullpen. I mean, you can obviously a great problem to have, right? You're never going to complain about having too many good pitchers. So with Nate Pearson, you saw him last year. Uh, I mean, throughout his career, I think with Nate, you've got to give up this starter stuff. Like, you, you're not going to be a starter, unfortunately. You've been struggling starter off and on. And in the bullpen, you've been struggling too, right? Uh, I haven't seen any consistency from this guy. So I can't fathom giving him the fifth, even an option at the fifth uh, rotation spot there. Wow. So I think this guy is strictly a bullpen guy uh, from now on. That might be a tough pill to swallow for him, but that's something that uh, – I think that he finally has to internalize. Yeah, we, we've given him the time and the the opportunities, right? And he hasn't shown us what we need to see. And and so going forward, yeah, you have to think of him. Okay, this is a bullpen guy. But for me, I don't even know if he's showing us that he is in that running to be an all-the-time bullpen guy for us. Well, yeah, you saw it last year. He came up, and he actually looked really good yeah. for a while there. Yeah, I think I had a... 15 to 20 game stretch where uh, I was almost comfortable sending him out in the eighth inning. That's how good he looked. Cause you said when he's on, he looks unbelievable. You yeah. get that like 99 to 102 fastball. And then you get that slider curveball that uh, switch the pace up. And uh, in that at bat, you get that like 20 mile difference with that curveball. Oh my goodness. That is, you see guys just absolutely like golfing at these pitches. Yeah. But then you get the bad pitches where he leaves the ball right over middle-middle and it gets killed 450 feet. So that's the thing with Beerson. I mean, I'll just get kind of into his pitch mix here. Um, Four-seamer, 62% of the time, which is good because when you throw that hard, I hope you're throwing that fastball. And then slider, 24% of the time. And then curveball, 14% of the time. Uh, with this guy, it's just it's a consistency thing, which, yeah. I mean, Pete has obviously been working with him. You've seen Pete have Walker have success with a lot of different guys on this pitching staff. So I think uh, it's not a Pete Walker problem. Pete's probably tried a, a bunch of different things with this guy, and they can't seem to get anything to stick. So realistically, for this upcoming season, I do not think he's going to crack the roster. I think this bullpen is just too too competitive for Nate Pearson. 
Uh, we'll start them off AAA. Obviously, last year we were very lucky with pitching injuries. Didn't really have a lot of them. I know Zach Pop got hurt for a bit. Adam Simber, probably for the betterment of the team. You Ch- know, Chad Green. I, I respect uh, Adam Simber off the field. Great guy. But on the field, he did not look good at all. No. Chad Green, obviously, yeah, out for uh, the first three quarters pretty much of the year. Yeah. So there probably will – we will get a little bit more unlucky with these injury problems. So having Nate Pearson, Zach Pop as being like your first guys up from uh, the minor leagues – is not really that bad. Like, I don't mind if you have to put Nate Pearson in the fifth, sixth inning. I don't hate that. I think it's it could be a lot worse options for what we have. For sure. I mean, there's teams win way worse situations than we are pitching right now. So I think this is one of those things where a lot of people aren't even looking because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that. Oh, what's wrong with the hitting, right? So um, I think we have to give way more credit to our pitching staff. And, and Pete Walker. Pete Walker has always done – an unbelievable job with these players. Um, and, and if there's if there's ever a situation where the guy's struggling, it seems like, wow, next guy up, right? It's always that next guy mentality in this bullpen, it seems like. So it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to crack the roster. So neither of these guys were saying are cracking the roster. Um, but we got, we got so many more players to get to. Um, we got, uh, yeah, like I think we have, we could technically do a player a day, but we're going to sort of, sort of spread it out a little bit. And uh, so, you know, it's, you're not, it's on, on not always player profiles every single day. We're going to try to switch it up. But uh, yeah, you know, I uh, want to apologize again for my voice. I'm hoping it'll be better for Wednesday's episode. Um, Hopefully it's back and ready for uh, next weekend championship uh, Sunday coming up for the NFL playoffs. Oh eh? my goodness. Yes, we same thing. Maybe it'll all happen again. Hopefully uh, you won't have to sweat your bets out this hard. Yeah. But, uh, your voice hopefully is in a little bit of a better condition for uh, the next episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we got a lot planned. Uh, we got a uh, MLB fantasy leagues get us starting. So we'll give you guys, we're going to do a big rundown um, on, you know, players to take players, not take. I know a lot of people at this time of the year start to, uh, you know, start to think about fantasy baseball and, you know, when their league is going to get kicked off. So we'll try to give you guys a rundown, maybe top 100 players. We'll do a big segment on, you know, sleepers and we'll do like a big fantasy episode. Then maybe when our league's going on, we might do a, like a draft episode as well, where you guys can see we'll sort of keep you up to date on, you know, players we think are going to be hot or maybe yeah. players to trade for. Let us know if that's uh, something you're interested in. There's a lot of ideas we have sort of on that basis as well. And like we said uh, last episode, if you guys ever feel like we're missing something or haven't talked about something, feel free to comment it. We're very active in the comments. I know we've already responded to a good few of them yeah. in the comment section. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing is, is um, with FanDuel being a sponsor, um, we're going to get into some, you know, when the season kicks off, uh, we'll be giving you guys some like bets and you guys can put, you know, what you're playing on or, or what, what kind of bets you like for the next day or something like that. And we'll respond to him. We got a guy, uh, we're going to, we're going to call him the consultant for now. Um, but uh, he's going to send us some bets every day. We'll go over them together. Um, you know, he's a, he's an interesting baseball mind is what we'll say. So uh, we're going to have some fun. We got a lot of cool little segments uh, planned for the start of the season. So uh, yeah, we're going to keep rolling. We'll, uh, talk to you guys wednesday yeah i'm just gonna quickly uh shout out our twitters here uh brains is Braden five velasco mine is carter first two because couldn't get the one couldn't get the one and before we head out here uh we still have a sunday of football ahead of us we got yeah. the lions we got the bucks uh and then after that we have a good matchup again it seems like we get this every year with the uh the chiefs and the bills 
So um, I'll uh, give it back to you with what they should do. Yeah. So you guys got to tune in uh, to the Locked On uh, National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Um, they, they got, they're going to cover all, all the NFL playoffs, everything going on right now. It's, it's, they have some really, really good insight. And I suggest that you guys go check that out. Uh, so you can go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. Uh, uh, go, they have tons of good content coming out, uh, and, and they'll continue. I mean, even, uh, some of our NHL teams, I know, uh, I'm good friends with Ross Levitan from, uh, locked on Sens. Uh, so go check, uh, go check all these guys out. You know, if you got a favorite team, go and go and find them on Locked On as well. We, I mean, we're big Blue Jays guys, but we love our NHL. We're big Canucks fans, uh, Jets fans, um, Panthers fans, for Panthers football, fans. Sorry, um, but yeah, go check them out. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Wednesday. We had like one cut that whole time.